Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So, what happens when you run out of ideas, you're stuck creatively, don't know what to make, and you decide you're going to dig deep into the past, but you're not going to do a sequel, oh no. The cool thing to do is to reboot. And that's what Kevin Smith says he did with this one, even though it's really a sequel. But we'll get into that. This one here is 2019's Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. The 90s were a bit of an interesting time. I grew up in the late 80s and throughout the 90s. There was a lot of cool things that happened in my life, uh, such as me discovering Star Wars in the 90s there. And we got some new Star Wars films as well. There was some other things that happened, sure. But the Star Wars films are probably the most important thing in my life that, that, that I have fond memories on. But with this, we also had the emergence of some creators. One of those creators happened to be Kevin Smith. With selling his comic book collection and having an interest in film, he created the 1994 movie Clerks, which spawned the whole New Jersey trilogy, which I guess turned into the set trilogy. I don't know how you would say trilogy. I have no idea how you would say uh, a six film series, especially when this is now the seventh film. So I, I don't know. Somebody out there correct me on that one. So with six films down, you had Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and Clerks 2. I actually enjoy all of his New Jersey films, I guess about equally. Honestly, I enjoy some more than others, and I do realize that some of them have not aged very well. They have not aged well thematically. They feel somewhat on the dated side. They feel like relics from the 90s, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because a lot of people enjoy 80s movies, and I think these are very defining of how 90s movies look and feel. Of course, Chasing Amy is always the one that is looked back on, especially in the times that we live in now, that the overall story of a guy falling in love with a lesbian was not handled very well. And while I agree that the whole idea behind that movie is probably not the best of ideas, I do think that it's a pretty good movie that is, I guess, somewhat realistic on how relationships can play out, especially if you're looking back on somebody's past history and you can't go and just simply let go and realize what you have in the now and the past is in the past. So before we get ahead of ourselves, I think we should just get into the general plot and what I thought about this movie. The general plot is similar to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is why it would be the Jay and Silent Bob reboot here. While the Jay and Silent Bob reboot hits a lot of the same beats as Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, it is a bit of a road movie. Uh, it's a smaller road movie, but it's still a road movie. It's just that while it's the same, it's a different beast altogether. So the general plot of this is Jay and Silent Bob are running a restaurant that is a front for their pot growing operation. And while in court, they accidentally sign away themselves their personas, their lives. They sign everything away to Saban Films. And that's a bit of a joke there too about how studios can hold on to intellectual properties. 
In this case, Jay and Silent Bob are supposed to be real characters and they no longer exist. With that, they find that their Blunt Man and Chronic movie from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is being rebooted into a new film and Jay is not happy that he is getting gender swapped for this reboot. Jay and Silent Bob are trying to make their way to Hollywood again to stop this from going into production, even though it's already in production and being shot by Kevin Smith. So this whole thing is very meta, and in some ways it's brilliant, and in some ways it's absolutely awful. And I almost forgot to mention, Jay finds out that he has a daughter, and her name is Millennium Falcon. But Millennium Falcon doesn't know that Jay is her father, and wants to get to Hollywood because she's trying to get to the Chronic Con, which is the Jay and Silent Bob slash Blunt Man and Chronic convention out in Hollywood. In doing this movie, Kevin Smith, you can tell, put in a lot of phone calls to his close personal friends and ones that he's worked with in the past and acquaintances that he knows because he does have a pretty decent cast here. We do get Ben Affleck back, which is a reunion of sorts as Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck in real life kind of had a falling out. It is kind of good here because it seems like they are exercising their demons a little bit on screen. And again, it's very meta with the way it's handled. And for those wondering, Ben Affleck is actually back as his banky character from Chasing Amy. And also we get Joey Lauren Adams back as Alyssa Jones from Chasing Amy as well. It's actually a great scene because it allows us to have some closure on what actually happened at the end of Chasing Amy. And it allows Kevin Smith to actually have some closure there too and maybe correct some of the mishandlings of characters in Chasing Amy. I'm not going to give anything away on this one, but I think it's a scene that was handled with some genuine class and also some sensitivity and heartfeltness. To it that's the easiest way for me to describe it and there is a lot of heartfelt moments throughout this movie mixed in with the vulgarity so you have a bit of an odd mix and it's not an even mix and I think that's probably one of the worst things about it is the uneven nature of the movie and then also the cheap feeling to the movie itself Kevin Smith's wit and dialogue here is still razor sharp However, it's not handled with as firm as a grasp as what his previous efforts have had. And the movie definitely suffers for that. Almost every single scene in this movie with its dialogue is punctuated with some sort of sexual innuendo. And it's kind of humorous at first, but it gets super tiring by the end of it. There's also moments of downtime where the movie is genuinely boring. And I didn't think that that would actually happen, but I think with the uneven nature of the script, I think it definitely hampers the entire proceedings. I really wish Kevin Smith would have gotten with producer Scott Mosier to try to figure out a way to craft this a little bit better. Kevin Smith, I think, would be a stronger writer with his producing partner and not just straight up doing it himself. This one here is a genuine labor of love to his fans and also to his characters. And that's where I was saying about earlier, we get some of those character cameos. We even get Brody back from Mallrats and that's also another good scene. In this scene, it allows us to get some 
razor sharp wit again as far as making fun of as well as saying how much uh, he loves the Marvel films. I think it's kind of funny because nothing is off limits in this movie. I really like the fact that he does like a wink and a nudge at just about everything, be it the Marvel films, nerd culture, his life. It's pretty great as far as that goes. It's just, again, with a little bit of better crafting, this could have been a really good movie. As it stands, it's just a good movie, and it depends on how much you love the Kevin Smith films of the past. So if you really liked all of his Jersey films, you'll probably enjoy this. Or if you're somebody that grew up and is no longer with that juvenile sense of humor, you're probably not going to enjoy it. I will say as far as acting, the acting is very uneven. I think Kevin Smith had a hard time getting back into his Silent Bob persona, and the little bit of growth that his character actually has is actually kind of funny. He now communicates with his cell phone with emojis. I will say that Jason Mewes, when he's allowed to show that he's grown his J character, it works out far better than him trying to just portray the same old J that we knew from the other Kevin Smith Jersey films. And I think that's where Silent Bob would probably need to get some sort of growth too, but I don't know I don't know how much you could actually grow a character that doesn't really speak and only speaks when he has to. Jason Mewes surprisingly stands out here with his portrayal of Jay. He's actually good in the role. It's surprising when he's given that amount of emotional and dramatic dialogue. It's surprising that he really knocks it out of the park. You really do get the feeling that he wants to grow up and become an adult and try to instill some sort of wisdom on his daughter. And the fact that he has no idea how to be a father, but is just trying to be a more adult version of himself, it comes across really good here. And I will say that I'm not a fan of Kevin Smith's daughter. Harley Quinn Smith. I don't really like her uh, that he casts her in a lot of different things, which is also made fun of in this movie. But I understand he's more or less making a family movie and a family history here on screen. Of course, I haven't really seen her in a lot of different things. I'm only judging based off of Yoga Hosers and that is a really bad movie. I don't know if any of you guys have checked that one out, but it's not worth your time. Something else cool in this movie, we do get Jason Mewes, his real-life daughter, actually shows up in the movie too. She's only a toddler. I think she might be about two or three, but it's, again, that whole idea of family being there on screen. It's a great thing to see. So while it sounds like I'm somewhat negative on this movie, I'm not really. There's a lot of heart in this movie and I do appreciate that Kevin Smith did make it. So it's a movie that while I don't like it as much as his past efforts, it's one that I genuinely appreciate that he was able to do this. And we had some great cameos. I'm not gonna spoil any of them, but the cameos there are pretty great. And also I think one of the last scenes in the movie, the after credits scene, 
I think it's probably one of the best after credits stingers in any movie. It was a joke that was 25 years in the making, and I think it was handled really, really well here. I was not expecting that, but it was good. So that is the issue with this movie, is the fact of, has Kevin Smith grown up? He has, but he still has a genuine juvenile sense of humor, and it's very off-putting. So that's why I'm so mixed on this movie. I like it, but I don't like it nearly as much as I wanted to. I know that Jay and Silent Bob by nature are cartoon characters, and that would have been fine because the Jay and Silent Bob that were introduced in Mallrats, I don't feel were any different in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. But what we have here is a movie that should have had a little bit more maturity to a lot of the sexual innuendo jokes. It's not that I don't enjoy them, it's just it was too much of it. And I think his previous movie, Clerks 2, I think that actually handled the mix of vulgarity and immaturity with a mature theme and storyline running throughout. I think that was handled much better there in Clerks 2. He tried here, and it just simply doesn't work. But again, you get a lot of heartfelt moments, and there's a lot of heart and love for his characters in this movie. So it's really hard to go and say, you know what, that's an awful movie. It did wrong by the characters. It did this and that wrong. No, it did a lot of things right amongst all the wrongs that it did. So if you're a fan of his films and you can keep an open mind, I definitely recommend checking it out because there is a lot of good moments and scenes here. It's just there's a lot of bad ones too. But I will say that it wasn't enough to put me off of his films because I am looking forward to see what we get with Mallrats 2 and Clerks 3, which he said are going to be on the horizon. With that being said, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also check out my webpage at adamanalyzes.com. Remember that you can reach me at my Twitter and Instagram, but if you want to shoot me an email, you can also send me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. One last thing, if you are enjoying my show, please leave a review for me at the podcast listening platform of your choice. I would definitely appreciate it, and you know, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, good night.